You do it every year. Wow. You know, if Paul was here, he would say the same thing. Somebody prayed for me. The Lord placed uh, Saul on Ananias' mind, and he began to pray for Saul. You know, uh, we're going to go into a word of prayer before we go into the word of God on, on this evening. It's the 27th day of August. I hope that your day has been going well and that you are, uh, your mind is is there to be a conduit and that you're praying for somebody else. You know, uh, someone once told me that, uh, that they were uh, told that our prayers should not be selfish. And I totally agree with that. Um, our prayers should not be selfish. So with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We honor you, Lord God, for your grace this evening, for what you have done. We honor you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We pray and ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters that are around us, those that are far, those that are near. Lord God, that you would stir their minds up, Lord. Lord God, and that they should walk according to your ways. We pray against unrighteousness. We pray against sin. We pray against uh, unforgiveness that's being that's in the heart of so many. Lord God, we pray and ask for your grace and your mercy, and Lord God, and most of all, that we remember your word and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord God, we'll be careful to give you praise and the glory. Amen. Amen. And uh, before we go into the word of God, we're just going to we're going to hear one more song from Dorothy Norwood. And this is a throwback. You know, this goes back. Uh, maybe your mother, uh, your grandmother talked about songs like this and they would say, you know, th these songs had some meat on it. Maybe these songs had some meat on them.
victory is mine. You know, they were singing and they were not singing for money and fame. They were singing because they were saying something. You know, the mothers would say that song had some meat on it. If you're just not joining us, uh, this is uh, <laughs> I want to welcome you to Sunday morning uh, live on a Thursday presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson, and we are inside the pages. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. and Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and Acts of the Holy Ghost. That's what we're talking about tonight on Thursday nights. We'll focus in on the Holy Ghost and how after the ascension, after Jesus had rose uh, from the grave, the Bible said he gave gifts unto men, and uh, those gifts are administered by the Holy Ghost. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. Uh, we believe the best way to face opposition, if you're facing anything today, no matter what it is, uh, you can face opposition by being obedient to the word of God in Jesus' name. Now, we're in the book of Acts, the ninth chapter. And, you know, uh, I think if, as I said earlier, if Paul was here, he would certainly be able to attest and say, somebody prayed for me. Uh, somebody uh, had me on their mind and they took the time to pray for me. Uh, he could also sing, uh, maybe I don't know how well he could sing it. it maybe it'd just be a joyful noise of him saying, victory is mine. And so he met, uh, he was met with prayer and he was met with some victory. The Bible tells us in the ninth chapter, uh, beginning at the 19th verse through verse 31, it says, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. If you recall, Paul had, Saul, um, after his encounter with the Lord, he didn't eat anything. He, he was, the man was terrified. This, he was terrified as any one of us would be to experience, uh, to have an experience such as what he had. And if you're not afraid, if you are not uh, fearful of the greatness of our God, um, there's there's deeper issues. <laughs> the Bible said that the devil believes in God and trembles, you know, uh, so uh, there are some people that believe in God and they are not afraid of his awesomeness. Um, and that fear just means that we reference and we recognize and know who he is and what he is and, and what we are to him. And that is his children. And therefore, we should obey our father. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue, that he is the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, is not this he that destroyed them which called on the name in Jerusalem and whether and, and hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, uh, proving that this is that this is very Christ. This is the Christ. And after that, many days were filled. The Jews took counsel to kill him, but their laying the weight was known of Saul, and which he uh, watched the gates, which they watched the gates rather. And night and day, they were waiting for him. They had set him up to take him out. And then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. 
And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas, thank God for Barnabas, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly in Damascus in the name of Jesus. I'm just going to say uh, Barnabas had some, some discernment that was at work. And so uh, the 28th verse, and he was with them coming in and going out of Jerusalem and he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him, which when they when the brethren knew, they bought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Then, then had the church rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost uh, were multiplied. They were at rest uh, for good reason. And so uh, when... And the Bible says, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. You know, remember he hadn't eaten anything. He wasn't drinking nothing. Uh, he he was blind. He was, he, he was, uh, you know, how do you describe that experience? How do you look at that? I mean, we can try to word it, but, uh, you know, being realistic, how do you really describe the experience of what he had went through? Uh, you know, there are situations that we deal with that we really can't describe because it takes us on, uh, it messes with our mind, it messes with our emotions, our emotion messes with our, you know, our mentos all screwed up, everything, you know, so to speak. And, you know, and we're just all just discombobulated. So we just messed up, you know, until until the uh, someone helps us connect the dots. And in this case, Ananias was there to help him. And after the Lord had spoke with him, as Saul several times, and after that experience, and the fear Saul encountered at the presence of Jesus, he required nurturing. Unselfish nurturing is necessary, uh, and you know I just wonder: is there any nurturing today? Uh, if there is, I, I need to know where I can buy some nurturing because uh, in that day. Uh, the Bible said that they, uh, the brethren and them, they spent time with him. Now they were afraid of him. They, their antennas was up. They were looking out for anything that might happen. But uh, the point is that they yet nurtured him. And I'm just looking for some nurturing today. You know, you have new, uh, you have babes, you have people that are not babes, and uh, but yet they're. They're transitioning into the area of ministry that God wants them to be in. And in other words, you might be a member of one place and God calls you into another, uh, another ministry so that you can be nurtured, that you can help nurture, um, you know, to help be a helping hand with the ministry. Um, and so um, is there any nurturing today? I just want to know, can I buy some nurturing? Maybe I can go to Whole Food or Rouse. Uh, maybe Costco uh, might have some nurturing because certainly it is not uh, as uh, present today as it was then. 
you know, we should be careful and, and show ourselves friendly uh, to others and help to encourage and, uh, and strengthen the brethren. The, the Bible told Peter, said that when you've been strengthened, uh, strengthen the brethren. You know, that is a responsibility. But Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Be compassionate. That love is compassionate. Be compassionate to one another as I have loved you. Uh, the Lord has been very compassionate. You know, his compassion went as far as the cross. He sacrificed himself for us. And for all of those that, that gathered around Saul to help him, uh, that was they were sacrificing themselves because they know that he had a reputation and they wasn't sure. They wasn't hundred percent because they all feared him. But yet at the same time, they sacrificed themselves with that uncertainty to do the will of God. And that is to show love one toward another. And, and so the Bible said by this, all men uh, will know that you are my disciples can you imagine the effect that it had on Saul's heart? Uh, Luke does not go into this in his message, uh, his record to Theophilus, but uh, this had to have impacted this man uh, and mightily uh, touched his heart. You know, I'm reminded at this moment of a story where um, as an initiation uh, in a, a motorcycle game, now this wasn't me, this was someone else, but the initiation in a motorcycle game uh, required uh, the newbie to go in and sit down on the front row of this church. And so the, the man went in, he sat down in the front row and it was one of the seats of a mother that, you know, you know, when you go to church after years, the people that have just certain places where they sit, you can look around the audience, you know, who's there and who's not there by the position or by the seat that they normally occupy. And so there was a seat that a mother occupied. And this motorcycle guy is now sitting there. And people kind of look like, you know, uh, you took mother, let's say Mother Johnson's, you took Mother Johnson's seat. and But no one is approaching him saying anything. Uh, they kind of saying something and looking at Mother to see what she going to do. And Mother went over to him and welcomed him. And never said anything about the seat he was in. And at that moment, the man broke down and started crying and became a faithful member of the church because of the love that was being shown by someone else. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And straightway, the Bible says straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogue that he is the son of God. Saul was on a mission now, but all they that heard him was amazed and said, is not this he that destroyed them which called on the name of Jesus in Jerusalem and came hither that they that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests? And so, uh, you know, uh, Paul moved rapidly. Uh, now there, he didn't move. Uh, let me, let me, let me back up here. Paul moved and, and did uh, some things, but he also took some time. And I'm not going to go too far into this today, but Paul took some time to really sit down and to look at what God had called him to do. But it says straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogue. 
Now, those of you that, you know, they used to say in the day that, that you, you, you got baptized, claimed to be saved, grabbed your briefcase and went out, you know, which is pretty much a no-no. You don't do that. However, today we have tablets and iPads, and so it makes it a little easier for those that, that do. Um, not recommending, because you need to be taught. Saul had uh, academic credentials. This is a unique situation. Now, remember, the disciples spent uh, years with Jesus being taught. They spent time with him. He, there were those that was part of the inner circle that that really had some interaction with the Lord and, uh, and some understanding. So that was three years, you know, and here it is. Saul is coming along and he's going to be a ambassador. He's going to be a apostle for the Gentiles. And so uh, he had the credentials. He had credentialing. Uh, as he testified in the, to the church of Philippians, he said, though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any man, because, you know, people was tripping and saying different things. And so he, he just let them, he wanted to put them in check. And he did it very, uh, using this diplomacy. If any other man think that he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. The, the man knew, knew the word of God. But what things were gained to me? I caught them all lost for Christ. You know, I had all this knowledge. I sat at the feet of God and Mill and, and, and learned. And, you know, and I could teach other Pharisees how to, how to be a Pharisee. Uh, he, he had what we would consider a doctrine degree. However, he looked at that and said, man, this is this is nothing, you know, compared to what uh, I've experienced with the Lord and the revelation, the knowledge. And, and you remember uh, his whole thing was that he felt the people that was preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen again was a, it was a, a false doctrine only to learn that it was not. And so his ministry was not based on the encouragement of others. His mother didn't tell him, look, you're going to be, uh, this is what you're going to be. You know, so many times people get excited because God has done things for them and they get up to testify. And in their testimony, there's excitement. And people claim that excitement. You're going to be a minister. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be, that's excitement. That's not a calling. Now, if it's really a calling, God will identify it to others as well. But uh, you don't want to jump up and do something and uh, and find out that that is not the true calling because it comes with a sacrifice. And many have grabbed the, the gospel plow and had to let it go. Paul was not one of them. His ministry was not based on the encouragement of, of others. Uh, men arguing or urging him. Uh, into ministry because he was so charismatic. Uh, wherefore, he said, wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. And so that's how ministers are made by the effectual working of God's power, not the power of men. It doesn't matter what church you belong to, what organization you're in, it don't matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't, and I'm not apologizing, but it doesn't matter. I'm sorry you were deceived uh, to believe that. 
uh, what we need to believe is the word of God and the power, the grace of God that works in us, that calls us. He said, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God. The ministers understand that this goes to the beginning of the world. And so you have some digging to do. You know, uh, it's not about a, a good message and prophesying to others about um, about what they're going to get, materialistic uh, blessings, and it's about the saving of the soul and what has been hid, the mysteries of God that has been hid in God uh, since the beginning, who created all things by Jesus Christ, his word, uh, to the intent that now unto the principalities of power in heavenly places might be known by the church, the magnifold wisdom of God, according to the internal purpose, which is purpose in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, uh, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. And so Paul is going through whatever he's going through in order to minister the gospel. Uh, you as a minister, if you've called, been called into ministry, uh, I have to tell you, there are things you're going to experience. And we don't always go deep into, into that area. And, and we have a ministerial council that we put on in October um, where we uh, cover certain things. But there are so much into the depth of really getting into the ministry. And I, I would think that those that are ministers would have a lot of questions to ask the pastor and other elders uh, about the responsibility. Uh, we know in the Old Testament, we read uh, often that uh, there was the school of the prophets. And so it is very befitting that we have a school and some training and teaching to help us understand uh, some things or basics that we should know. And the rhema word that may come, it better be backed up by scripture. There's nothing that you should ever receive from anyone that is not backed up by the word of God. We try the spirit by the word. We don't try the spirit by the spirit because spirits are deceitful. Uh, the demons can disguise themselves as angels of light. And so um, we have to be very careful and we try it by the word of God. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Wherefore I desire to faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. Saul reiterates the message of his calling. Now, he didn't have, he preached Jesus Christ. Uh, and so he's preaching and he's reiterating um, unto the people what he has received and so far what he has heard. And with his knowledge, his, his prior knowledge of the scriptures, he's able to connect a few dots. He's able to talk about uh, the Messiah he, he, because they were looking for the Messiah. And so he's able to deal with a, uh, and uh, aggressively talk about things uh, now in a more proper way. When we meet someone that does not have the, the knowledge that we have, it's not to put them down, it's not to put them to the side, but to show them the fullness, to show them the better way if they are willing to receive it. It's not an argument, it's not a fight, 
it's just showing someone the better way. And so Saul is now receiving more of the better way. Uh, Acts 9, 15 and 16 says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel. The Lord is speaking to Ananias. Uh, Saul has been chosen unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So see, this was just the beginning. This was just the beginning. All Saul was doing at this moment is up talking about Jesus Christ and his encounter. There was nothing else for him to speak about at that moment except that all that he has heard, his encounter, the message that he heard come from Deacon Stephen, because he was there when Stephen laid it out and reminded them of their deliverance, Israel's deliverance and how uh, and, his, and the promise and where they are today. Saul was there and consenting to the death of Deacon Stephen at that time, only to be converted later. So God knows how to use the his vessels. And Saul was uh, was there and witnessed uh, the message. He heard it, the seed was planted, and now that seed is blossoming and he's connecting a few of the dots. Uh, but the, there's yet so much more to come. For I will show him great things uh, he must suffer for my name's sake. What has the Lord shown you? So many that say I'm involved and I want to be a minister, I'm in ministry. When talking about acts of the Holy Ghost, what has the Lord shown you? Because some things the Lord show us is will frighten you. Some things the Lord show us will make you sit up and, and cause you not to go back to sleep. Some things the Lord show you will make you examine yourself again and again to make sure that you are traveling the right way. Some things the Lord show you are because he's getting us ready. The Lord, remember, I, I've said often and I'll continue to say often, the Lord wants to move us from the mundane. He wants to get us out of the permissive and into the divine. And in order to do that, we're like the clay on the potter's wheel that we have to be shaped, molded. We have to be scratched. If you ever dealt with pottery, uh, uh, then you'll know that, you know, there is going to be cut on, it's going to be uh, bent, it's going to be watered down, uh, it's going to be uh, 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 knifed. You know, it's going to be squeezed. It's going to be putty in the, the master's hand. And so uh, uh, we have to be shaped. And so did he allow, uh, you know, did he allow the, uh, the under shepherd? You know, there's an under shepherd. I'm an under shepherd. Uh, the Lord is the chief shepherd uh, to send you out. You know, so many are going out. Uh, did the Lord allow the under shepherd, give the under shepherd permission to bless you to go out? Uh, you know, there's a difference in being called and being chosen. The Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. And so people hear a call and they, you need to wait to be chosen and not move so not move quickly. And, and, and so the Bible said um, uh, that many are called, but few are chosen. You want to be one of the few that are chosen. That's going to require some discipline. Is it going to be require some teaching? Is going to be requiring uh, some application. Maybe you were inspired, like uh, to be like Saul. You know, so many. I want to be like Saul, uh, and so um, my question is: Have you received a vision of light? You know, do you fear the Lord like Saul did? What about the great things that that is going to be suffering? You know, when you want to pattern yourself after someone, uh, and it doesn't have to be Saul. It could be someone, and uh, here it is on the twenty seventh day of August. 
It may be someone that you've seen. I, I want to be like them, but are you willing to go through what they went through? Are you willing to, to, to deal with uh, the, the making, the molding, the shaping uh, that Pastor Anderson went through and is going through? Uh, are you willing to uh, deal with the molding and shaping and the different things that that Bishop went through, that that other uh, minister, that evangelist, whether male or female, uh, you know, uh, are you willing to go through that to become what God wants to make you to be? And so I want to I want to share this secret with you uh, this evening also. And, um, you know, I, I hope you're listening, but uh, the praise of man is not the reward. That's 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 it. The praise of man is not the reward. That's not the reward you're looking for. You know, uh, Dr. H.L. Bostic uh, ministered the word of God and she would let people know uh, the mighty woman of God. Um, and she would let people know that this is not for money. It's not for fame, but Jesus name. It, the message is very simple. And she was dynamic in her speaking um, uh, during the, um, the uh, I believe it was the, at the uh, I want to say Reagan administration. Uh, if, uh, I may be wrong, but um, she, came, she had a theme and she's recognized for her theme of dealing with um, Brothers Helping Brothers, which became the uh, Just Say No to Drugs uh, campaign. And there is a plaque and information about that um, that you can look up and find out. It certainly at, was posted at the church um, in Northern California, Mount Olive. Uh, Overseer Blanche Irvin uh, made it very clear that it is about souls, not members. It's about souls. The ministry is about souls. It's not about how many people you have following you. How many people are in the building and in this day and time stay at home there's nobody in the building i believe but i don't know um but it's about it's about god and the power of god being demonstrated it's about the power of god at work and getting us ready to stand in his presence whether we're standing in his presence or going to stand in his presence today or tomorrow or whenever he shall call uh, the lord is present always and therefore, we need to recognize that and understand that we want to be found holy. Uh, we want to be found, uh, as the writer said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The praise of men come and go. So does money and members. And if your desire are based on those things, then you're already in trouble. Uh, you have to be rooted and grounded in the calling uh, that the Lord has. The Bible says that Saul increased more, the more in strength and confounded. Uh, people were confused and puzzled. They were baffled at what was going on. They were amazed, astonished. And the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, uh, Damascus <laughs> provided uh, that this, uh, that he was proven that this was Christ. His confidence grew. His obedience unto the Lord, he was being, uh, he was being magnified. Is your faith causing you to grow? Is the Lord being magnified in your walk? God is erasing. Now, God is working with Saul. And so God is erasing Saul's previous endeavors uh, to bring, to arrest everybody. And it's going to take time. 
because the Lord is dealing with time and it will come at a cost because remember the Lord said that he'll suffer many things. He, he's willing to pay the cost. And so you need to know, are you willing? Are you willing? We're going to suffer and deal with things in this present world, no matter what, whether you're saved or not, you're going to deal, whether you are a saint of God or not a saint of God, you are going to deal with situations. Uh, as they used to say, things go better with Coke. Things go better with Christ. And so, um, and I, I do like Coke. Uh, let me just say Coke can be used for many things. If you didn't know, you can poke Coca-Cola in the garbage disposal. You can put it on the battery cables and remove corrosion. And so, <laughs> so we drink a lot of stuff, huh? Uh, that that is working on metals <laughs> and we're flesh and blood so we need to make sure that this flesh and blood is ready to see the Lord <laughs> when he called because because we have taken in so many things that have done harm to our body that we like um, you know so just just some food for thought I hope you taking vitamins and you know and, and doing this stay at home that you are exercising going for walks just doing something uh, you know, to, to stay active, to help your heart and help your blood, you know, and to be a um, help your family. Listen, uh, you know, I heard that tattoos uh, removal was painful and, and very costly. I don't know what it is today, but that's what I heard. And maybe that depends on the design. You know, Saul, like you and I had a stain that needed to be uh, removed. It needed to be removed. And some of us had some very colorful uh, uh, custom artwork. Some of it was nasty. Some of it was provocative, you know, violent, deadly, fearful. And some look, um, you know, colorful and cute, had like a butterfly. But a stain is a stain. Sin is sin. A little white lie is still a lie. God was working with Saul to remove in the stain uh, that he had. Uh, the Bible said that he saw the light. You know, and I, I called it God's uh, laser, you know, because we're talking about tattoos. So that was God's laser. And it, it made the difference. God's light, his laser is an effective destabilizer. You know, it causes the stain to uh, to break apart, to loosen and, and where it can be permanently removed. The things that stained our lives and that we overcome that God takes away from us becomes a testimony of what the Lord is able to do. You know, um, you can't share your testimony with everyone, uh, you, but there are those that you will come in contact with that you can share a testimony with, and you can encourage them, uh, you know, uh, with your testimony of what God has done. I was going, we were in Los Angeles, and we were driving through an area um, not too long ago, a few months ago, and I, I kind of had to flashback and was telling the driver that um, of the car that I was in that man, this used to be some stumping ground. You know, used to be out here, and kind of told them some of the things that was going on, and they they just did not. They found it hard to believe, <laughs> but you know, thank God for deliverance. Thank God for bringing me out. You know, from where I was in that uh, that stain. Uh, had been removed so far that it looked like I was never tainted like that. But God is knows how to remove the stain of sin far from us, and we just have to make sure that we don't that we don't run out and, and become tainted and tattooed all over again. Listen, 
This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope something has been said to encourage your heart, uh, make you laugh as I've been laughing about myself here tonight, um, you know, and hope to see you soon. Hope to see you here or see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Uh, amen.